Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Fort Bend County, Texas v. Davis. Certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Argued April 22, 2019. Decided June 3, 2019. Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 prohibits discrimination in employment on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. It's 42 U.S.C. section 2000E2A1. The Act instructs a complainant before commencing a Title VII action in court to file a charge with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC or Commission. That's section 2000E5, E1, and F1. On receipt of a charge, the EEOC is to notify the employer and investigate the allegations, Section 2000E5B. The Commission may endeavor to eliminate the alleged unlawful employment practice by informal methods of conciliation. The EEOC also has first option to bring a civil action against the employer in court, Section 2000E5F1. But the Commission has no authority itself to adjudicate discrimination complaints. If the EEOC chooses not to sue, and whether or not the EEOC otherwise acts on the charge, a complainant is entitled a right to sue notice 180 days after the charge is filed. It's uh, 29 CFR section 1601.28. On receipt of the right to sue notice, the complainant may commence a civil action against her employer, Section 2000E5F1. Respondent Lois M. Davis filed a charge against her employer, Petitioner Fort Bend County. Davis alleged sexual harassment in retaliation for reporting the harassment. While her EEOC charge was pending, Fort Bend fired Davis because she failed to show up for work on a Sunday and went to a church event instead. Davis attempted to supplement her EEOC charge by handwriting religion on a form called an intake questionnaire, but she did not amend the formal charge document. Upon receiving a right-to-sue letter, Davis commenced suit in federal district court, alleging discrimination on account of religion and retaliation for reporting sexual harassment. After years of litigation, Only the religion-based discrimination claim remained in the case. Fort Bend then asserted for the first time that the district court lacked the jurisdiction to adjudicate Davis's case because her EEOC charge did not state a religion-based discrimination claim. The district court agreed and granted Fort Bend's motion to dismiss Davis's suit. On appeal from the dismissal, the Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit reversed. Title VII's charge-filing requirement, the Court of Appeals held, is not jurisdictional. Instead, the requirement is a prudential prerequisite to suit, forfeited in Davis's case because Fort Bend had waited too long to raise the objection. The Supreme Court held, the decision below is affirmed and Justice Ginsburg delivered the opinion for the court. Title VII's charge-filing requirement is not jurisdictional. The word jurisdictional is generally reserved for prescriptions delineating the classes of cases a court may entertain, subject matter jurisdiction, and the 
persons over whom the court may exercise adjudicatory authority, personal jurisdiction. That's contract versus Ryan. A claim processing rule requiring parties to take certain procedural steps in or prior to litigation may be mandatory in the sense that a court must enforce the rule if timely raised. That's Abhart versus United States. But a mandatory rule of that sort, unlike prescription limiting the kinds of cases a court may adjudicate, is ordinarily forfeited if not timely asserted. Title VII's charge filing requirement is a non-jurisdictional claim processing rule. The requirement is stated in provisions of Title VII discrete from the statutory provisions empowering federal courts to exercise jurisdiction over Title VII actions. The charge filing instruction is kin to prescriptions the court has ranked as non-jurisdictional. For example, directions to raise objections in an agency rulemaking before asserting them in court, that's EPA versus EME Homer City Generation LP, or to follow procedures governing copyright registration before suing for infringement. Reed Elsevier Incorporated versus Machunik. The decision below is affirmed. Justice Ginsburg delivered the opinion for a unanimous court. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at RhodesScholar80 at gmail.com. That's R O A D S and 80.